Tachi Since you've been gone, hey, hey. Thanks to you, ho. Thanks to me, oh, I get what I want. Yeah, yeah. Since you've been gone. I wrote the original about 20 years ago. I think Kelly, my old friend Kelly, never really heard what became of her. I think she covered that. But yeah, since you've been gone. One of my originals from many years ago. Oh, oh, thanks to you, who? Thanks to me, hey, I think you're the best. She might have rewritten some of those lyrics. I got the endorphins pumping, folks. I just got back from the gym, okay? <laughs> Let's just say I'll be flexing in the mirror for most of the day. Hit the pecs, hit the buys, hit the tries. Feeling swole, feeling swole. And today when I walked in, you know, there's always a loose gathering of people. At the front desk, at every gym, there's always a loose gathering of people who are friendly, they're in shape, they're always having their own conversation and you're intruding, but they looked at me, the nice friendly group of people at the gym, they look at me and they go, no masks, it's not mandatory anymore. I mean, you can wear masks if you want, but no masks. And I thought, wow, then my pandemic is over. If I don't have to wear a mask at the gym, my pandemic is over. Not the pandemic is over, but you'll have your moment. Maybe you already had it. What signified the end of the pandemic? For me, the nice people at the gym telling me no masks. But as they're saying this to me, there's an old guy behind me. And I mean old, big, bushy, white beard, slick, bald head. Not because he shaves it, just because hair hasn't even thought about growing there since the 1970s, and he said, no masks, and I turn around like, "Uh uh-oh, are we about to have some action, are we about to have some drama at the gym, and then he winks at me to let me know, he's kidding around, he winks at me, and he goes, we're all going to hell in a handbasket, and everyone laughs, I think he gave everyone the old man wink, that's for you, that's for you, hey, wait, look at me, look at me, that's for you, to know that I'm going to say some wild shit, But I'm joking. There's my wink. There's nothing more confident, right? Than a wink. Let people know, hey, what I'm about to say, it's facetious, but it's still going to attract a lot of attention. We're going to hell in a handbasket. Wink, wink, wink. And I thought to myself, what does that even mean? Handbasket? I'm not Googling it. I'm not asking you to Google it, but we just say a bunch of shit and we don't know what it means. Even going to hell. What are you picturing right now? Oh, go to hell. Where is that? South? Is it under your feet right now? Middle Earth? Hot? Fire? Devil? What is it? Fiction? Yeah, that's fiction. Any imagery that's popping into your mind right now about hell, it's probably from a movie you saw or a TV show you saw. But if that starts to seep into your right mind and you start to think, oh God, I better live a life that's pious. Sin-free, otherwise I'm going into the sauna. A schwitz for eternity. But it's great. Being vaccinated and working out without a mask? We're turning the corner. And why are we turning the corner? Because at least where I live, enough people are getting vaccinated to make more people feel safe. And the number of infections are dipping and dipping and decreasing to the point where we can start opening up the damn state and maybe the country soon. 
That's something to applaud. And it's a team effort, okay? I'm going to need to count on each and every one of you to do your part. And I'm floating with glee. And I'm tickled. I'm just tickled with the idea of freedom and normalcy approaching this summer. And then... uh Uh-oh, what's he about to say? And then... Went to the farmer's market with my wife and daughter on a hot day. It was hot as hell. Went to the farmer's market where I like to buy that kimchi, but not from cabbage. There's this hippie lady that makes a nice kimchi out of radish with her pickled ginger. It's so fucking good. Josh, did you need to swear there? No, I retract it, and I'll just say, it's so good. $10 a jar, it better be. And then I make my way to the guy who sells all kinds of butters. I got cashew butter, almond butter, peanut butter, duck butter, the butter under my bowls. And I go, whoa. You're actually packaging the butter under your bulls? And he says, hey, we're having fun. But I buy his new cashew butter with vanilla bean. And that's the best thing I've ever had. Sounds like a great day, doesn't it? It wasn't. Because in the front of this farmer's market, after I buy my treats, I take a close look at what's going on. And it is a mini anti-COVID vaccination protest. And these lowlifes just show up to upset people. They don't think they're going to spread their message in Marin County. Come on. You show up to a farmer's market in Santa Fe with your sign that says pandemic is fake. Human rights violations. We are not lab rats. Say no to the vaccine. I'd say about seven people with big signs. And at that point, I'm no longer mindful. I'm no longer happy. I lose every ounce of focus on anything positive, just tunnel vision into this rage, into this nightmare I'm looking at. Now, keep in mind, it's a beautiful day. A lot of people buying peaches, tomatoes, grapes, apricots, raspberries, and kimchi. Sounds so good, but these seven or eight people with their signs have now invaded my headspace. And I read all of the signs. And I start to fantasize about just tackling all of them. Good old-fashioned form tackling. Start a melee. Me versus all eight. Me in the middle. Very Chuck Norris style. Pa, 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 pa. Just chop to the neck. Uppercut to your chin. Slamming your skull off my knee. All of this is playing in my head as I'm just wheeling my sweet little daughter along. And I finally had to look at my wife and say, is this bothering you? And she's just naturally meditative. She's naturally mindful where she goes, yeah, there's people like this. There's just people like this. And she doesn't say we have to accept it, but you just got to be aware that there's going to be people like this. Okay. Okay. And I want to feed off her calm energy, but I can't. I'm so bothered. And I feel like I could handle the don't get the vaccine people. I mean, these morons exist, but the old guy with his sign, his cardboard sign that said fake pandemic. That's the type of guy who does actually need a public beating. Could you imagine if you had a relative that was killed by COVID-19 and you're at the farmer's market trying to buy organic bananas and you look to your right and you see this fucking guy? That's when you take the law into your own hands. That's when you're allowed to just beat the shit out of somebody. I'm going to rewrite the laws for a moment. If you have a relative that was killed during this pandemic and then you see some idiot with a sign that says fake pandemic, at that point, the sheriff should just give you the baton and say, go right ahead. 
And I know I always give you the disclaimer, I'm not a violent person. I'm truly not a violent person, but envisioning this in my head is the first thought. It's not take a deep breath, remember all of your meditations. Instead, I just go into this straight tizzy, emotional tizzy, where now I'm in my head and I'm no longer enjoying the day. This is what I have to work on. Being this irritable is what I have to work on. And the other sight that I couldn't stand was one of the protesters had his five-year-old son on his back on a hot day. What a shitty dad. What about the park? What about going to play baseball, soccer, basketball? What about going to a bookstore, a pool? Instead, that's your weekend with your son? To have him stand on the outskirts of a farmer's market screaming at people that the vaccine and the pandemic is a hoax? That's child abuse. I'm sorry. And it sounds like I'm just projecting my own perspective. No, I've got science on my side. I got science-based viewpoints. I could handle a lot. I could handle a lot, but not science denial and not the denial of factual things. Like you meet a Holocaust denier. You wouldn't say, well, they're entitled to that belief. Well, I guess you just have to accept that belief. No, you fucking don't. Not accepting that. Just not. Just not going to live my life accepting that there's people like this. And sure, who's going to suffer? Me. And that's why I just read about 20 pages on Buddhism. And I'm pretty sure I'm a Buddhist now because I liked everything I read about that. A Jewish Buddhist. He's a Jubu. You're damn right I am. So I'm going to capture that inner Siddhartha. And I'm going to reach that Zen moment. Eventually culminating in Satori. And for my sudden enlightenment, I'm going to look around and say, okay, my day moves on. I still got some blessings, some good fortune, my health, and everything I just described, that red zone of anger, that displeasure with the failures of humanity goes away in about 15 minutes. And just knowing that it's temporary, just knowing that it's temporary will usually get you through any rough stretch. Going back to my therapist for a second who was a New Yorker, the guy that introduced mindful meditation to me. He said, if you don't, Josh, if you don't, you toast. I'm not making that up because at the end of our sessions, he knew I was engaged. And he said, by the way, if you don't do any of this, you toast. I'm toast. He knew it. So I have to be a Jew, boo. I have to commit to this world of meditation. Here's a weird thought. Think about what's plaguing you right now. You're listening to this. I don't know anything about your life. But think about one thing that's bothering you right now. Is it a relationship? Is it something at work? Something inside of your home? Someone in your family? Just think about that right now. Really. Capture that issue for a moment. Wrap your head around it. Okay, bring it to the surface of your thoughts. And if I ask the simple question, do you wish it were different? Do you wish that issue, that damaged relationship, that person would just vanish? And then you would be closer to this path of perfection, right? Whatever it is, some shitty person in your life. What's plaguing you right now? What's irritating you? If you could eliminate it, just snap your finger, boom, and it's gone. Would you? Would you wave a magic wand, a magic wand? Would you wave that magic wand at your problem and just say goodbye because you have idealized what your existence should be? Well, I think for most of my life, my answer was yes. But the old New York therapist I had, he said, Josh, I know your problem. You're an idealist. You're not a realist. And I thought, huh, what's better? To be an idealist 
who's got this preconceived notion of what life should be, what every day should feel like, from a marriage to a job to parenting. It should feel like this. That's what I've been fed to believe through pop culture. It should feel like this. Well, the word should is so dangerous. So a lot of us have to actually be realistic. Yet there's a word optimistic. And that's a different question. Would you rather be optimistic, live your life as an optimist, or realistic? Or is there even some value in pessimism? I know we don't like pessimistic people, but I've met pessimistic people and I've had a really tough time with them. And then a year later, I've thought about them and went, oh shit, they were right. So they're not always wrong. It's just they're anticipating a lot of the wrongness. So who's idealizing their lives right now? Huh? You're probably suffering. But the moment you snap away from that, it sounds like I'm just reading out of self-help books, but chapter eight of Reach for the Stars by Dr. Benson Yamaduchi. It says, you gotta just be okay with how it's unfolding. And don't you dare let those intense thoughts dominate your world because they'll dissipate quickly. Just like that piece of shit dad with his five-year-old son standing in the hot sun with his sign that's calling the pandemic a hoax that's telling people to fear the vaccine. Even the impact he had on me goes away in a moment. If I just realized that, then I wouldn't have such a bummer of a moment. But hey, that's me. And also, why not? Sorry, sorry. But why not? Why not get the vaccine? Like, if you're not going to get the vaccine, okay, stay home. You don't need to come out. But why not? Don't you want things to open up? Or maybe you're of the mindset that we never need to shelter. We've never needed to shut anything down. Okay. The collision of science and politics. That sounds like an ugly scene. All right. I actually had a moment recently where I thought I walked back into the 90s. And it was comforting. It was surreal. It was weird. It wasn't bad. It was just almost shocking. So I moved down to San Diego in 1999. And I thought I would just live there forever. And then I moved back up here in 2013. So 14 years in San Diego. That's enough time. When you leave your hometown, if you leave for 14 years, that's enough time for the whole landscape of the town to be redeveloped just to turn into something new. Well, didn't happen. So when I moved back up here, 2013, I go, well, that's still here and that's still here. And that park looks like that still. That school looks like that still. That restaurant is still there. Okay. But it had been a long time since I had gone into a big five. I don't even know how sporting goods stores exist anymore. People are just buying stuff online, right? Right? I used to love Oshman's. I know a lot of people like Dick's. What's another one? The sports basement. The big five. I mean, that's nostalgic. The big five in Terralinda. And so I popped it there. I remember I just talked about this, that they only had a right, no left. Hey, it's COVID. We only have the right shoe. Um, yeah. Maybe if it came back after the pandemic, the left would just magically appear. But as I walked in, first of all, on the outside, it's just wallpapered with their own coupons and clippings from the morning newspaper. All of their coupons are taped up against the walls. It's not a great look. With about seven different help wanted signs. I think one is fine. Just one help wanted sign is all you need. So on the glass, you can't even really see inside. You don't even really know if it's open. Maybe that's part of their business plan. It's like, let's just go bankrupt already. Please just let us go bankrupt already. Make it look like no one's here. Put some bars on the door. 
and I swing open the door, and they still have bells. Cling, cling, cling. Still bells on the door to alert the cashier. Wake up. I look at the cashier. No smile. She just looks down. It's like, okay. Look to my right. There's guns. Okay. And I hear something that made me feel like I was in a movie, a sci-fi movie where I walked back in time. I hear Huey Lewis and the news blasting from the speakers. And it just set the perfect scene. As I look around, it's the same smell. It's the same smell. Hey, all right. This is interesting. Hey, do you guys carry any hiking shoes? No? No response? Okay. What about a crossbow on top of a tennis racket? Okay. There's really no lanes to walk in this store. Do you guys have any boxing equipment that would be right on top of the kids' Velcro mitt? Okay. Perfect. Do you guys still sell Avia? Remember that brand? A-V-I-A. You sell Avia? Oh, the shoes are inside of the bin of Gatorade chewing gum? Wonderful. Okay, cool. How about Spalding shoes? I'm going to be playing basketball and I'm hoping to have a big time ankle injury. Is there any chance you guys have some Spalding high tops? And Huey will not stop. Someone is DJing the shit out of Huey Lewis in this store. There's a guy in the corner with his vinyls. Here comes another block of Huey Lewis. It's hip to be square on the Big Five playlist. Okay, so I tiptoe along that black path. You know, that black path into the shoe section that just smells like cotton candy. And I'm staring at all these ugly shoes that look like 90s shoes. They're all like taupe, tan, dark greens, browns. They're very ugly. There's nothing that makes you think that they've advanced their shoes since 1996. Then the DJ wants to spin it one more time. Okay. And now I'm just staying for the Huey. So it's so clear. I'm not going to buy any of this shit, but I like the smell. It smells like Gatorade gum and candy. It's like a carnival. No one's helpful there. Everything's smushed together because they haven't gotten rid of anything. They've just occasionally brought more stuff into the place. They even have a stuffed animal section for no reason. But with Huey on my side, huh, I guess anything's possible. Help wanted. Let me pick up an application. These employees look like they're having a blast. Would love to go to the Big Five company holiday party in December, where all the employees air their grievances like Frank Costanza. Some of you are thinking, you know what, Huey was pretty good. Huey was pretty, pretty good. Oh, yeah. Hey, I was wondering, do you guys have any roller skates and trampolines? But roller skates on trampolines that I could experiment with? Okay. Do you guys have any left-handed first baseman mitts that are perhaps next to a big, big rifle, just in case, just in case, okay, what about a big hooded sweatshirt with the old Seattle Supersonics logo on it, you do, okay, and back to your Avia shoes, do they really still make Avia, or you're the only store that carries Avia, yeah, that's A-V-I-A, okay, okay, and this one has no laces, is that COVID, are they having COVID issues, okay, 
What's the best Huey song ever? Oh, it's this. Because it captures what I'm talking about. Going back in time. If you have a big five, by the way, big five what? Five what? Tell me. If you have a big five, kick in the door, okay? Walk straight to those high top spaldings next to a big, big basket of rubber balls. What are these for? I don't know. Are there that many people playing dodgeball? Who the hell knows? They've got skis next to softballs. Hey, they got too much judo equipment. People don't do judo. Wow, can I get a big wrestling singlet on top of another rifle? The guns are not just in the gun section, folks. Oh, Huey, shut the fuck up for a second. Terrific. That's one of those quick rants where I do have to end it with. It's a true story. Everything's the same at Big Five. They haven't completely shut down, but no one's in those stores. No one. And they're playing the shit out of Huey Lewis. Nothing makes you feel more like you entered a different phase of life than Huey, who's dealing with some major ear issues, okay? So pour out a little malt liquor tonight when you're drinking that Mickey's 40. He didn't die, but it's definitely going to hurt his career, his county fair tour. I've seen Huey Lewis three times live. I'm not kidding. You think I'm kidding? I'm just going to say I'm not kidding after everything. Here's how boring I am. The last three times I've seen my friend Rick, I've started asking him about grass versus turf. This guy's been my friend since I was about nine years old. 30 years later, this is where our conversations are. After all the wild years, I'm just breaking down grass versus turf. You ever hear yourself? You like take a moment to step away from yourself and listen in and you go, how boring are you? You're hanging out with Rick and you're like nodding your ass off hearing about the virtues of turf. Uh Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And then what about bugs? Uh Uh-huh. Any carcinogens? Okay. The upkeep, the maintenance, the cost. Okay. It's just like, what what the fuck? The amount of boring topics. I'm not saying all adults are required to become boring ass motherfuckers. But when you catch yourself having a conversation of weighing the pros of grass versus turf, you may want to just check yourself for a moment. But if you're actually listening to this and you have some insight, just tweet at me at jrosenberg957 because it's a big question around these parts. It's a big question these days. Grass versus turf. What am I even weighing? What options am I even weighing? I want to find a way to hate either. Buyer's remorse. Oh my God, how many people experience buyer's remorse with things like landscaping decisions where they just can't go back. You can't go back. You went for the Southwestern cactus look with lava rock, which will make you barf in six months because it's so fucking ugly, but you can't go back. All right, I listened to the Sam Harris podcast episode where he interviews Neil deGrasse Tyson. You know Neil? You know Sam? It's like doing a drug. You listen to these guys go back and forth, two beautiful, brilliant minds, drop in this level of knowledge. You listen to that for a couple of hours. It actually feels like you've done a drug. You just are so stimulated. You start to float. It's like a blanket for my mind and soul. Oh my God. They're just talking about the human condition, dinosaurs, UFOs, single cell organisms, the evolution of science and discoveries and human innovation and chemistry. And they do it in a way that I could actually understand it. So they're not just so smart, but they can convey it in layman's terms, to most people. And I can't even sum up what they said. When they just talk about consciousness, 
or even politics or education. I, I can't sum it all up, but everything they say is so good and it's so right on the money and it's so researched and it's so informed and it's so credible. I'm just wondering, have they become this way? Do they not have any family baggage or inner turmoil? Like, are they just able to focus on researching and researching and reading and reading and studying and studying? It's like they spend all of their waking hours. They have to spend all of their waking hours absorbing all of the top wisdom and information out there and creating it, creating the top wisdom and information out there for people like me to understand and then try to convey it to my group of friends. Or just to discuss it. There's nothing better for the brain than have your mind blown with extraordinary insights and just enlightenment moments where you go, yes, okay, now I understand. Now I understand human beings, where we came from, where we're going a little bit better or the things that we'll never understand a little bit better. I don't know. Whenever you admire somebody that's just dominating a field, whether it's in the arts in the sciences and sports, you do have to wonder, what if you had no other responsibilities but to just focus on that? Like no spouse, no kids, no time at any other job. You had everything you needed from food and water and shelter, but you got to just pick one area that interested you and spend your entire life researching it and studying it and gaining all the information you could on it. Could you then advanced knowledge could you become a voice of reason that would impact many if you think about who neil degrasse tyson is you could just say yeah he's smart but it goes way beyond that he's next level smart he's the type of smart where if he was everybody's teacher like if we cloned neil and he was everybody's teacher no other subjects just for the first 12 years of their lives guarantee this world would be a better place guarantee it's not just that neil was your science teacher but if neil degrassi tyson was just your only teacher english math science language philosophy history just this guy was cloned and he was giving you his all every day i think we'd have less human conflict i think we'd have a kinder world i really do I think we'd have less reckless conspiracy theorists. I think we'd have less science deniers. I think we'd have a world of compassion. This is what I got out of that interview. If you want to listen, okay? Clearly I'm moved. And clearly I should get the fuck out of here. Because the AC is coming on. Yeah, I got AC, okay? And I got to start flexing in the mirror. But drop a rating on iTunes if you don't mind. That's episode 144. You survived. You made it. I appreciate you. I'm sending you a big-ass podcast hug right now. I'm smothering you with love right out of that listening device you're holding or it's in your pocket or however you listen. I'm exuding some love. Can you feel that? All right. Kind of a glow that's surrounding you. How's that feel? You want me to back off a little bit? Okay, that's on me. That's my bad. I got a little too comfy. But yeah, this episode, it's in the books. The books. Let's all read books. I'll talk to you soon.